Welcome to Forging a Life Beyond the Curve, calling in your unique destiny with Coach Christine Clark. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your very being is softened by fire as you take hits that shape you. Christine is a transformational life coach dedicated to empowering entrepreneurs to create a whole life success on their terms. On this show, you will be forged into a magnificent, powerful, highly functional work of art that is your significant life. Now, here's your host, Christine Clark. Join me, Coach Christine Clark, as we forge our lives. We are going to go beyond the curve and call in your unique destiny. Who will you be when you believe you have what it takes? Well, hello, hello. This is Coach Christine Clark, and this is Forging Life, going beyond the curve and calling in your unique destiny. I am excited and delighted to be with you today. Thank you all for listening and being here. I am uh, here every fourth Tuesday, and my next show on November 23rd, I will be joined by my friend and colleague, Coach Sean Smith, and we're going to deep dive into the rough waters of that shifting parent-child relationship, you know, when the kids leave home and they move out into the world, pride and pain and nurturing and loneliness you know, they collide as we navigate that necessary evolution of the most primary of all of our relationships. And that'll be on November 23rd, right here at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern. Join us uh, next month for that. During this show, uh, I am giving away a free laser coaching program. Give me your name, your email address, and your phone number, and you'll be in the drawing. Send all that to Forging a Life with Coach Christine at Gmail or call in during the show at 1 800 930 2819 with all that information. Put your name in. And, you know, why would you want to have, you know, a multiple session laser coaching program? Well, what if you're taking care of an elderly parent? And as the needs continue to grow, the time constraint on your life gets to a point of irritation, or it's just hard to manage, or there's overwhelm. And making that decision, you know, when do I hire help? When do we have to move my parent into some sort of care? You know, four sessions would walk you through what's important to you, what's important for your parent, and to give you clarity and surety on making those huge decisions. That would be a great use of the laser coaching program. Or maybe you're like a gal I talked with just a couple of weeks ago. She was all wound up trying to decide what is my niche? How do I decide what is a viable opportunity as I move forward in my business? How do I decide? Do I go with the experience I've had through my life? Or am I going to jump into something that's new and different, but excites my heart? In four laser coaching sessions, you would have that clarity, know your niche, and be able to move forward in what um, you want. So those are just some examples. Call in, give us your information, put yourself in the drawing. If there's that big life piece you want to shift, that laser coaching program, absolutely, totally free, would be perfect for you. There's some images we're using today uh, that came off of Unsplash. So shout out to Jenny Hill and Norwood Themes. Thank you for the use of your photos. They are lovely. So, um, you know, are you watching others excel and wondering why not me? 
Have you ever thought, you know, I must be missing something, you know, is there this piece that others know about that I don't know about? Well, have you ever asked what's wrong with me? You know, first of all, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you. And today we're going to uncover just some of the pieces of what gets looked over and some of those pieces that we don't always necessarily recognize as those pieces that can move us forward. So first of all, I want to talk to you about the gap. The gap is the difference between what we know and what we're doing. And I have a great friend, a brilliant woman. Her name is Tasha, and she took 12 years to get her bachelor's degree. And the reason that took so long is because she stepped into the education and where she was working, they said, oh, you're doing an amazing job. We want to give you more money. So she quit the education and worked for the more money and eventually decided that maybe this isn't what I want to be doing. And so she will go back and work on the degree to start getting that degree to be able to put herself in a different level. And then someone would come along and go, man, you're amazing. Come over here and work for us for this much money. And so she'd go chase the money and work. And after a while, like the hours were long and it wasn't what you want to be spending. She had a girl, a child and wanted to spend more time with her. So she went back to the education so she could get that nine to five. And that back and forth swing is something that a lot of us do when we're in business, when things are going along and we've been, you know, it's like, we're looking at what we're doing. And then we decide maybe this isn't right, maybe I need to do so I want to go get more education. So I go get another certificate, and get some more information under my belt. So then I can um, excel and then you go back to work and it becomes a cycle. But in the gap, Rarely is it what we know is not the problem. We have plenty of knowledge. We have plenty of skills. We have plenty of acumen. But we're looking at this saying, I'm not getting to the happiness, the abundance, the consistency, the growth that I want. And so I need more knowledge. I need more information. Now, the gap is that space between what we knowledge we have and what we're actually doing or the outcomes we're getting. And in that is where we fall down. The gap shows up by not prioritizing, um, by delaying what um, we want to be doing, what's important to us. And so that shows up um, in my own experience. I am putting together a studio in my home to give me some bigger options to be able to throw in more energy, have more content, uh, work with whiteboards as I present and to put things up on YouTube to share with the world. And I am passionate and excited about the prospect of doing that. But I will be honest with you, that studio has been an idea for two years. And now I've been working on making it putting it together for almost another full year. And it's because I'm not making it an absolute priority. The work of painting the walls and redoing the ceiling and changing the room seems like 
it's busy work and that my work, I could be better off doing business related things and I'm not getting to it. It's part of the sabotage of that gap. And we come up with sexy excuses, you know, um, busy and not doing the things that we need to be doing. Sometimes it's easier to go clean the house than it is to pick up that phone and make those outreach calls. So we fall into the gap by our perception that the outcomes that we're getting are wrong, that the speed and progress of our success is not big enough or not fast enough. And then we get into the cycle of wanting to go back and get more education or learn something new. And rather than understand that we have all the knowledge and everything that we need and that we want. So to bridge the gap, really what you want to be able to do is stay in motion long enough to get the hands-on experience, to be able to glean from the doing, not just the knowledge, but that we can get there by what we're doing. So often that perception of not enough is created because we see somebody else be wonderfully successful. One person in our industry made a million dollars in their first year. And so in the first week we're working our business and we make $500. Then the next week we make $1,000. And then the next month we have a $2,000 week. And we're thinking we're never gonna get to that million dollar mark. We're failing. We need to go back and learn something more. And the truth is that if you look at the progress you're making, you're doing just fine. The perception of not enough is invalid. And when you stay in the work long enough, you're gonna get there. And that's how you bridge the gap. That's what we wanna be able to do. So when we come back, I'm gonna be taking a break here and we're gonna talk about the stories in our heads, the things that we come up with when we're not actually paying attention to what our brain is creating for ourselves. I am coach Christine Clark. My company is Sunglow Transformation. You can find me on the internet at sunglowtransformation.com. You can um, find me on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn at Sunglow Transformation. Please go ahead and share your information by uh, email to Forge Your Life with Coach Christine to get yourself in that drawing for that fabulous laser coaching program. And we will be right back here after a short break. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martineemmons.com and make your appointment today. You're driven and it totally shows. Your career is taking off. You're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune into the Boss Up Babe radio show where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Tired of not losing the weight? 
You need a healthy solution for weight loss that protects your muscle mass as the fat burns away naturally. Holistic Medical Center has the healthy option for your weight loss concerns. Lose one to three pounds per day in 21 days naturally under our physician supervision. Call Holistic Medical Center 425-451-0404 or on the web drdarvish.com d-r-d-a-r-v-i-s-h.com. We figured by the time we turned 50, we kind of had life figured out, but we were not prepared for the realities of midlife. Tune into And That's When I Realized, the truth and comedy of midlife with me, Susan Dolce. And me, Leon Dyer, every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. You're not alone in these challenges, and sometimes you just got to laugh. Find us at SusanDolce.com and LeonDyer.com. Your own innate brilliance already lives inside of you. Come discover it so you can shine brightly in this world. Join me, your host, Adrian Cobb, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, during Wild Magic on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get answers to who you are and where you belong. To learn more about me and the show, visit MyWildMagic.com. Again, that's MyWildMagic.com. Hey, this is Coach Christine Clark, and we are back with Going Beyond the Curve, Calling in Your Unique Destiny, and we're going to talk a little bit about stories. That's one of those pieces that we miss that really can um, sabotage us. It's what that inner voice comes up with when we're not paying attention. You know, we make up stories about absolutely everything. Um, Like, I remember when I was back in direct sales part of the process one of the work that we were doing was you would confirm your events you would confirm your parties it was a very professional thing to do to call up and get the names of the guests that are going to come contact them find out about their needs wants and desires so when you actually got to the event everybody would have this right stuff to play with and try and and test out and it was a really solid business idea and for me it was excruciating because the story in my head was that I was being pushy the story in my head was that they didn't want to take the time to find have me find out about them in advance of the event and um, I would struggle with that because the story in my head was that I was being pushy that I was not being professional I didn't see the professionality at it and we do this all the time we make up stories in our heads about what things mean and it can get us uh, get us in trouble now our stories have an origin uh, our socialization since birth and the assumptions we made before we had any reference to ourselves or the world and we've come up with who we are and what things are acceptable or not acceptable. And in addition to that, our mind is a meaning making machine, no matter what's going on around us, it's clicking through and clicking through and making things mean things. Let's figure this out. What does this mean? And you take that meaning making machine, you take the socialization and assumptions and things that were created before we even had reference, and then you throw in this last piece that we are highly prone to seek fault with ourselves. And there you've got the the part, the recipe to make stories up because we will decide 
um, when was the last time someone didn't get back to you? you? You called them and left a message or you sent a text, whether it was a good friend or a business associate or a family member, and they didn't respond. Now, in your head, are we saying they love us so much and we are so important to them that they're a little bit busy and they want to wait until they give us their full time and attention? Or is the story we make up like they're mad at us? There's something wrong. I am rude. They think I'm rude. They think I'm pushy. They think there's something wrong with us. They, um, you know, they're too busy. I'm not worth their time. Those are the stories we make up. And that's part of what gets in our way is these stories. Now, visibility, which is really required in business and to show up in the world is matched by vulnerability. And when we get really, really visible, we can also be very, very vulnerable. And when I did my very first solo show here with Transformation Talk Radio, I practiced, I did the whole hour. And right after that, and for the next two days after the show, I was crushed. I was so afraid that everything had gone wrong, that people heard nothing but gibberish. And it really tore me up until I went back and actually listened to the show three days later and thought, oh, that wasn't so bad. But because I was being very visible, then we have this reaction of our vulnerability shows up and the stories we create in our head over that is that we're everybody hates us or we didn't show up well and it really can mess with us so what i want you to understand about these stories we make up is the first piece is there is no evidence we create the stories on the fly our brain provides them for us and there's no evidence that the stories are true or real. And these stories can convince us to stop, to quit doing what we're doing, to give up, to go back inside our comfort zone. And when you can recognize that this is just something that my brain is creating, because your brain is a meaning making machine and it wants to make meaning of this and we're vulnerable and the stories we make up about ourselves are not very empowering. But when you recognize it, it's a story, it's a story, then you can rewrite the story, write yourself a new story, go with the story that says, I am amazing, go with the story that says, what I have to say is valuable. The fact that I show up as brave, and that the people that are going to get me are going to get me. And the people that are not, it's okay. I wasn't their person. And that's fine. When you can be able to recreate the stories, first by recognizing that this is just something that happens, take a step back, rewrite it. Then you are managing it. One of those pieces that can get in the way of us having the fulfillment and the success that we want. It's just by managing the story and going ahead and writing yourself a new story. Then I want to talk to you about our inner child, our what I call the inner hooligan. Now, this is your subconscious. 
And if you think about the iceberg, our conscious self is the 10% above the water with our language and our um, behaviors. And underneath the water is 90% of us, which is our core values and our drivers and our beliefs and all of that. And the subconscious comes from that 90%. And that inner child subconscious has its own way of operating. And when you understand how that subconscious, that inner child hooligan operates, then it's easier to manage and easier to have it bring to you and create the success you want and have the relationships you want. But it has its own set of rules. First of all, that inner child believes you implicitly, you know, just like a three-year-old child. So it doesn't matter whether you are trash talking yourself or if you are singing praises, it believes you. So when you are saying, boy, I am no good at this, I will never succeed, the child's saying, okay, that's fine. And if you say, I am fantastic, I am going to rule the world, the inner child goes, awesome, let's do that. It believes you implicitly. So what you are saying in your head guides that inner three-year-old to support you but you got to pay, pay attention to what are you asking it to support you for? The next thing is that your three-year-old child wants to have fun and it wants to win. I remember several years ago, I was coaching uh, with this fantastic gal out in Seattle. She was, I had hired her as my coach and I was telling her how I was just not being able to focus at work. I was spinning out. I was not getting anything done. And I didn't have clarity on my action steps. And I just didn't know what was going on. And she asked me, she says, how long has it been since like you took time off, took a vacation? It's like, it'd been almost a year. And it's like, oh, I needed some time off. And when I did that, I took some time off. I came back refreshed. I came back focused and excited. But my inner child was wanting to have fun. And I had starved it for fun for so long that it was blocking everything that was desiring that I wanted to do because it was like, let's get out of here and let's give ourselves a break. And so that's part of how your inner child works. It also has the highest priority of protecting you. A long time ago, your inner child, your subconscious protected you from saber-toothed tigers and uh, wolves. We only have two innate fears. One is falling and the other was loud noises. So when that tiger roars, we can run the other way. But our subconscious also wants to protect us from emotional pain, from stress, from fr frustration, from sadness. And so when you are really in the work, you're stepping outside your comfort zone and it is hard and it is stressful and you can get frustrated and you get bumped around and knocked around a little bit and it's not fun it's hurtful your subconscious can go oh no let's protect you let's pull you back inside the comfort zone let's not let you grow you don't need to grow you don't need to expand you don't need to call in your destiny let's just forget all that because it's too much and you can talk to your inner child, talk to that hooligan and say, look, my destiny is outside the comfort zone. And yes, it's frustrating. And yes, I'm going to deal with sadness. I'm going to take some hits, but I've got this. I can make this 
It's not that bad. We're going to learn from it. We're going to grow from it. And when you can get excited about the possibility and your own growth, then your inner child is going to hear that and say, okay, let's go. It depends on what we're feeding ourselves for the responses that we get. And when you can manage that inner hooligan, that inner child, then you have so much more to grow from, so much more to expand with, and so much more power to call in and create what you want to create and have and do and be. One of the next things I want to talk about is our mistakes that, you know, we all learn from our mistakes, but when we're in it, when we are in the mistake, there's a process that we go through and we're in shame and we're in guilt. And when we come back from our next break, I'm going to talk about what it takes to actually glean and learn from our mistakes. It's so easy to say, oh, learn from your mistakes. But you know, when you've made a mistake, and you're in that embarrassment, shame and guilt, it can be really difficult to find the good, find that silver lighting. So when we come back from our break, we're going to cover that and talk about that. I am coach Christine Clark, my company is Sunglow Transformation, you can find me on the web at sunglowtransformation.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, LinkedIn at Sunglow Transformation. Remember to put your name in for that laser coaching program that can move you forward in a section of your life. Send your information, name, email address, and phone number to Forging a Life with Coach Christine at Gmail. And we'll be right back here after just this next break. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. The truth is funny. Shift happens with monthly guest host, Karen Benton. Tune in for powerful conversations about health and wellness. Karen brings unique insights rich with humor and science to her discussions with experts in medicine, movement, psychology, spirituality, and so much more. Don't miss Karen on The Truth is Funny every third Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBetton.com. Who taught you or your kids how to handle stress? That's right, no one. I'm combat veteran Deb Lewis, and I'm on a mission to change that. My new children's book, Why is Pono Not Pono Today, is set in Hawaii. Lovable characters, Pono the Bull and his friend Kuleana, show us how a stressful situation ends happily. Look closer to reveal powerful ways to handle all types of stress. Start loving your stress-filled life today. Go to mentallytoughwomen.com. 
Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the Maximum You. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Hi, this is Coach Christine Clark. We are Forging Life, calling in our unique destiny. And um, we're talking about mistakes. And, you know, there's a the, the good thing, you know, you learn from your mistakes. And that is true. That is one of the most inherent ways that we grow is by making mistakes, by falling down, getting ourselves back up. And yet learning the lessons, um, being able to pull out the good part of it is difficult when we are in it, when we are embarrassed, when we have shame, when we have guilt, when we have um, just really screwed up and that internal self is just beating ourselves up uh, really, really badly. So I want to talk about how to navigate that, how to make, you know, change the mistakes. Because sometimes the stuff that we um, have mistakes on are, are small potatoes. Like um, there is one of the guys in our local chamber of commerce that I attend who, um, his name escapes me. Uh, and I, uh, for the life of me, cannot remember his name, even though I have seen him again and again and again and again, because he is at almost every event. And it was like, really bothering me that I couldn't come up and keep this guy's name to be able to say, hey. Um, and I, so I went looking and I looked up his, his company to About Us and see if I could find it. And the person I thought it might be, there wasn't a photo to go with the name. So it's like, well, shoot, when it LinkedIn, same thing. Found the person I thought it might be, there wasn't a photo to go with the name. So had to just figure it out that I'll have to just ask him <laughs> or write it down. Um, but those little, you know, those little things can really suck up um, some self-confidence when we can't do that. But then there's the big things. There are, sometimes we make some choices that really um, set us back and that carry a lot more weight, a lot more emotion and can really drag us down. It's interesting to me that over the last year, I had three different clients that I coached with, coached through their emotional regret over having made a big purchase. All three of them happened to have been in not the same, but different um, big personal development webinars where they plugged in, got a lot of good mojo, and in the moment of the excitement and the energy and the emotion, they opted in to buy some really um, big programs, spent a lot of money, and then later um, had put themselves behind the eight ball, either 
uh, financially a little bit stressed and strained, or they weren't getting the um, out of it what they were expecting. And it was just very interesting to me that I just happened to be in the atmosphere over the last uh, 12, 15 months. And I ended up coaching three different people through their choices at the time, where they were at, what they could do forward and to solve that emotional piece, that regret, that piece that was beating themselves up and making it very difficult to navigate and move forward. Um, because our ego wants so much to salt the wounds with ridicule. It will, when we get into this position where we've made an error, where we have not had the outcomes we want, when we've fallen down and we're at that point to get back up and our ego will just say, you know, what a stupid so-and-so I was, and how could I have possibly done that? And what was I thinking? And, and we shame and blame and wind or, you know, push ourselves down to the point where um, we can withdraw and we can just say never again. But to really pull out the lesson, to really able to glean what is there for us, because there is huge stuff in every mistake we make. That's where the real growth comes from. But first, you have to process the emotion. You have to allow yourself to feel that to its depths that, oh, that I made a mistake. I screwed up. Oh, that doesn't feel good. But allow it. Allow it to come through your body so that you can release it. And when you have done that, then you can take the next step. And the next step is grace to be able to understand that you are doing the best you can with the information and the knowledge that you had, and you made a choice that in the moment served you, and that was doing the best you can. Having that grace, recognizing that your motives were good, that you were doing the best you can, you with understanding and knowledge that you had, yay, okay, so the outcome wasn't what I wanted it to be. What is here for me to learn? And when you can process the emotion, when you can allow yourself to recognize the good and the solid ground that you were coming from when you made the decision, then you can open yourself up to see the lesson, to learn. For these people, uh, two of my clients had decided that whenever they're in that situation again, whenever they've plugged into a webinar where there is great self-development and programs offered, that they're going to wait at least a full 24 hours to 48 hours before they make a decision. Stepping back out of that pooled out of that aquarium where they're swimming with all this good stuff, step outside, look at the aquarium, watch the fish swimming around in there, and then decide, is it, is it good for me to step back into that? Is that really what I want to do? How will that serve me? What will it cost me? How can I navigate that? And that's part of learning the lessons from your mistakes. So that's one of the pieces that can help move us forward. It's one of the elements that really um, can elevate our growth. The next piece I want to talk to you about is commitment. You know, commitment is that emotionally impelling excitement that can 
pushes forward, draws forward to really go for what we want to do, um, go for our goals, call in that destiny, dream the dream, and really commitment to what you want to create is absolutely necessary to get there. Because if you don't get committed, then you are simply choosing to commit to mediocrity, commit to staying right where you're at. And that's not what you want to do. So there's some pieces about how to actually get committed and some of the mistakes that we make. Now, one of the mistakes that we make with commitment is it's an intellectual or ego-driven goal, like staying together for the children. That is wanting to look good to the neighbors. That is a prayer that the children can't have the resilience to navigate the parents separating. And it's an intellect, you know, that it's better for children to live with parents that are disconnected and dysfunctional than it is to allow them to um, separate and find something different. When you set your goal to have the money, to have the house, to have that car, to have that promotion, to be in the million dollar circle, that's an intellectual ego-driven desire. And that inner self that we talked about, that inner child hooligan, she doesn't give a hoot about tangible rewards ever. So in order to manage that, you want to have congruence. Your goals have to be congruent with your values, with your purpose, with your beliefs. And when you are making goals and moving forward, something that really enhances what your life is about, what's your purpose, how do you want to serve the world, what moves you at a deep level, then those are the choices you want to make. Congruence of your goal has to match up with your values, with your purpose, with your beliefs. Also, one of the things that gets in the way of fully commitment is that the goals are vague, or they're a long distance off. We use soft and squishy terms like I want more, uh, I want more money, or I want less stress, um, I want some connection. And the thing about more, less, some is they're very soft, there's no real clarity. And without clarity, there's nothing for your emotion for your subconscious to latch onto to have that commitment. Sometimes the pitfall is that I don't want this. So we, instead of talking, talking in terms about what we do want with clarity, that we talk about what we don't want. Um, let's say there's somebody that if you're looking for um, a relationship and you're out there and you're dating and you get into a relationship and the person that you're in relationship with is a little bit verbally abusive. So like, this is not working. So you'd say, okay, I don't want somebody abusive. So your subconscious says, okay, well, we'll find somebody not abusive. The next person you find is emotionally unavailable. They're just not attached at all. It's like, that's not working. So let's break up with this person. Let's go find somebody. Say, I don't want somebody. I want somebody that's not verbally abusive. I want somebody who is emotionally available. Okay, great. So the next person we find is a little bit needy, a little bit clingy. It's like, I don't have room to breathe. And what your subconscious keeps bringing you is exactly what you ask for, but you're not asking for clarity. The, when you think about looking up into the nice guy, beautiful, clear, all kinds of stars out there. And you think, 
I don't want the star that's on the corner of the Big Dipper. Great. You have only a few billion other choices. So what you want to be able to do is make concrete statements about what you want using definite terms. You want clarity. You have to say who, what, when, where, why, how. Not that I just want some more money. I would like to make X amount in a month. That's a definite term. And who am I going to work with? These are my clients. I'm going to reach out to so many clients every week to build my business. When you can get the clarity by stating specifically what you do want using concrete terms, and then you can break it down and backwards engineer it. Set a three-year goal, decide what has to happen by the time you're through two years, then back it up to one year, then back it up to six months, and then you can back it up to what your monthly activity is. Giving yourself that clarity is one of the things that can really drive commitment, drive excitement for what you're creating. One of the other things that get in the way of really having commitment is that we desire or have a goal that is not within our control. When you say that you are going to um, have X new associates this week or have, I'm like back when I was in direct sales, we would do how many parties and how many events I'm going to do in a week. I would say, okay, I'm going to do a, a 10 event week. Great. The 10 event week requires people to say yes and to show up. So you set the goal, but you don't really have much control in the goal. When you break it down into what you have control over, you have control over how many people you reach out to, how many contacts you made, phone call, text, how many invitations you send. Because when you do that, set your goal in how many invitations you're going to send, how many times you're going to follow up with people, those things you have control over, and then you can get to where you want to go. But when you put your goals fully and 100% on outcomes that you don't necessarily control because you have to invite people to come and play with you and want your services and want your product, then you are setting yourself up for some sabotage because you are choosing to have all your eggs in someone else's basket. Take the eggs back into your own basket and set your sights and your goals on these things that you can control and do on a daily and weekly basis. That drives your commitment because you can be committed about something that you're excited about and that is specific. Also, you want to be able to have charge. Charge is the emotion that goes with the excitement, that feeling of pride, that satisfaction, that confidence, that joy, that love that we have when we have attained the goal, when we have that emotion to go with what we are seeking, what we are wanting to create, then there is commitment is just like lit and gets to move forward. You have to have the emotion and the excitement um, to be able to drive commitment forward.
So that's kind of commitment. And it is a big part of being able to create your destiny, call in what you want, and to be committed. So hopefully those are things that will make sense to you and resonate. The other part of being able to really move things forward for yourself is develop consistency because it is so much easier to keep the fire burning by continually adding twigs and small branches feeding the flames than it is to rebuild the fire from cold ashes so we want to stop watering down your fire you know if you're watering flowers to grow flowers water's great but if you're building a fire and if you're going um, strong then we want to just keep rolling with that so in order to have the consistency you have to be able to be putting in small bits small bits small bits and continuing to work with that fire and keep it going because it's easier it takes less time to manage and create and so it takes repeated effort in the form of new operating so what are the pieces that keep your fire going to have consistency we want to be able to do those things that are great um could keep you running that keep you going in direct sales it was making outreaches on a daily basis you have to make the phone calls in coaching i sit down and have conversation with people networking is essential to be able to learn about people and their businesses and um, share information with them build those relationships those are the things that happen on a consistent daily and weekly basis and when those are happening then those are those little pieces those twigs that are going in and feeding that fire to keep the fire going and lets it continue to burn and that is the consistency now in our humanness we often want to start something new add in a new piece for our own personal growth um, and we want to go from zero to 60 in 5.2 seconds because we want to be able to say, hey, this is brand new. This will be great. Let's do it. We put it in. Boom, we want to go. And it's this perfectionism. And yet we are stepping into this new thing, expecting perfect. And perfection doesn't happen. The new habit doesn't take hold. So we decide that it's not working or we do it for a couple of days and then we don't do it for two weeks and then we bring it back and we think oh, i'm failing you know i'm no good i'm zero what i want you to understand is that consistency is built so you don't poo poo the progress appreciate the small advances the commitment to keep trying is bigger than the actual action itself. So let's say your new wonderful thing is fitness. And so we just want to roll forward and start something new. We're gonna do jogging every day. And this is a really important piece. I'm gonna just keep walking right through the break. So we'll continue on and um, we'll finish up in a little bit. So when you want to start jogging let's say you go out and you jog one day and the goal is of course zero to 60 right in 5.2 seconds so 
we want to jog every single day and blah, blah, we have perfection. The problem is that the next day, um, there's a little bit of pain. The kid has to, you have to take the car into the shop to get the oil changed. Things get in the way and we didn't do what we were going to do. And so we think I'm no good. But if you've never jogged in the last year and you jogged once, you have made progress. So the appreciation for that small step is taking the twig and feeding the fire. Come back the next day and then work. How many times this week can we jog? Well, if we jog twice, yay, we have made progress. Same with anything that you put in. The habit has to be repeated effort to put it in, allow for life to just run and then pick it up again. I was in a conference just a couple of weeks ago and someone had asked a question of the presenter that she had a great routine with doing some meditation, doing some yoga. And when she did these things that she really felt great, but that she wanted to be doing them every day and she wasn't doing every day and what was wrong. That's what we ask. We ask what's wrong because I'm not perfect. There's nothing wrong. Fact is, we have to have grace for what is and hold the intention and come back and try again. Because as you do that, then you will get from once a week to twice a week to five times a week. But it only takes hold when you continue to step in and try again. That's what we have to do. And that's how you build consistency. The last piece I want to bring in is I'm going to talk briefly about tolerations, those things that we put up with, because they are small and yet they are insidious. They can slide in underneath the surface and create disruption without us even knowing it. So tolerations, things we put up with. Several years ago, I had a client that I was coaching over the phone. And when I was on the phone with her, I could hear that there was a beeping that would happen every few minutes. And it was a smoke detector that the battery had worn out in. And after I coached with her multiple times, whenever she was at her home, I would hear this. And I finally asked her, I said, um, do you have a, a smoke detector that's like, you know, battery beeping. And she goes, Oh, yeah, it, it's it, you know, the batteries, I haven't ever replaced the battery. And I asked her, it says, would you mind like replacing the battery? Because I felt it, I heard it, it was a small irritation. And the next time we called, she had changed the battery, but she had gone over four months without changing that battery and allowing the smoke detector to beep. And what she told me was that when she finally changed it, there was so much less stress at home. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's exactly what happens with our tolerations. There are things we put up with that we don't even realize we're putting up with that are putting pressure on our situation. And when you can recognize those, then you have the option to do something about them. So Look for those things that you're tolerating and then ask yourself these two questions. 
what is it costing me? Is it a big cost? Is it a little cost? Is it no big deal? Or is it something that is really significantly putting some pressure on me? And then you want to ask, what can I do to change that? What is it? What is it? And what is it costing me and what I can do? And with that, then you can choose simply by having awareness quite often, clear that and remove that piece that is one of those unknown pieces that weigh on us and hold us back from claiming our destiny and our having our growth. I am Coach Christine Clark. Um, today we have covered, we've talked about um, the gap between what we know and what we do and how the stories that form in our head don't always serve us and how we barely touched on, you know, working with your subconscious and what I call the inner hooligan. So hopefully these things have taken hold that you've got a little piece that you can run with from today. I would love to hear your takeaways and what thoughts um, and questions, ideas that surface for you as we listen today. Send me a message um, at LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook at Sunglow Transformation or email me at Fortune Life with Coach Christine, uh, com. I am Coach Christine Clark, the coach for your entrepreneurial life. This is Fortune Life going beyond the curve, calling in your unique destiny. I am here every fourth Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific at 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for joining me today and listening in and look forward to our next month when we will have Coach Sean Smith and we're going to dive into that relation, parent-child relationship as children grow and move out of the home. It's going to be hot. Until next time, keep on forging. Thanks for tuning in to Forging a Life with Christine Clark. Remember to acknowledge your talents and skills. Your gifts are the elements needed to claim the life of your dreams. Believe you have what it takes to forge the life you want. Through intuition, trusting yourself, and the process, take action and call your life into a vibrant, beautifully lit existence aligned with your core self. To learn more or work with Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com.